Well, hello, Zach. Hello, Steve. How you doing? Oh, just fantastic. Football is, I guess, officially back, kind of, because it's preseason. I, I think it never left. You know me. Well, that's like, true. You, you you can't come to me and go. I think it's back. It's like when did and I'll, because now even my friends know this now. Like if if they come to me and say, "Hey, uh, can't wait for football to return," it's like, when did it leave? Like, and then you'll you'll get into a conversation like, "Oh God, I don't want to hear you talk about these other leagues." I'm like, too late. You triggered me. Well, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> well, then let me rephrase this. NFL is back. There you go. See, I, I'm I'm cool with that. If you say the NFL is back, which it is back. Preseason to me, I know it's not, it doesn't count for anything, but that's when you start analyzing harder onto the game. It's back. It's back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's back. That means Bear Down is back, even though yesterday I had to do my own little rant on one. I got pissed off, so I had to just vent for 15 minutes. Yeah. I kind of got a clip of that before you uh, then proceeded to ask me, hey, you want to jump on to start it off? I'm like, "Uh, yes, I do have time. Yes, please. Let's do this. Because. My job is uh, not let me follow follow the Bears as often as I want to, but I did catch up for this for this preseason game, and uh, you know that I kind of get some points you were kind of venting on. You know, yeah, I had no in- some good stuff too, though. Yeah, I had no intention of it. You know, like we had football practice. I had to get a haircut, even though I don't have much hair left. I had to do all that. Came back, and I have NFL Plus, so I could like catch up and, and catch up to the game and I'm watching it. I'm sitting there, you know, just enjoying it. I'm like, I'm not going to look at this. I'm just going to look and see what looks different, you know, from a offensive style, what kind of players, how tough are they going to play? What's the defense look like? That's all I was doing. And I was sure, having a sure. good, having a good time. And then you get on Twitter and that's where it kind of gets ruined. You get on Twitter. Yeah, that, that's, this is where that falls apart. As soon as you bring in Twitter or X and bears discussion, it's over. Oh, I got to change the logo once you get on there. I got to change the logo on here. I forgot I got the bird. I can't be doing that. It's X. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, for another time. The X is worse, but whatever. Twitter will live on in, in our memory banks always. Yes. Um, but that's what happened. Like I literally had no, that's why I think I asked you to podcast or to talk about this before I even did that because I was just kind of like just sitting there watching it. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, I'll just tweet at him and or X at him. I don't know what it is, but at him. <laughs> I had no intention. And then this is what I did. I got on Twitter, started reading things. I started getting a little bit upset. I listened to a certain podcast that's in Chicagoland, and all they they're 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 booming. They're doing their thing. They get lots of views, respect. There's nothing wrong right. with it. I get on there to listen because I'm very curious. I'm like, I'm gonna give them another chance. You know, I want to find a Bears podcast to listen to. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like. I got to give them a chance, you know. I get on there and listen. I got mad within the first 10 minutes and immediately commented on the YouTube thing while they're talking. And I'm like, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I'm like, what the And so then I got mad. I'm like, Steve, you have a podcast. Just hop on and vent to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, the podcast, you put it on on TikTok. I know you clip those bad boys on the regular. I just put up a clip right before we hopped on. There's a clip already. and then, I got a, I got an idea which one it is, but I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't want to get into a convo like this. But what 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 got you? I, I I have some I have some I have some guesses as to what probably got you a little riled. Uh, you know, besides like I said, I know you. I, I cut a clip here or there, but like out of the entirety of the thing, uh, again, my work schedule makes me crazy. I just want to hear the rest of it. What what what, what was the what was the part that said that's it? I'm sent off. Yeah, I was going to say, let's start, I want to start negative, and then I want to end positive, because there were a lot of positives. Compared. There, were. there were good stuff out of this game, yeah. There was. So let's, I'm going to get the negative out of the way, and then I want to lead into something else. The negative was Justin Fields. Now. Oh, no. That was what did it. Now, here's what threw me. So let me ask you this. If you looked on paper, so let's say you were at work, you didn't watch the game, you just looked at, got on the ESPN app, and you're like, okay, I wonder what happened. And you looked at the stat, and it said three for three, 129 yards, two touchdowns. What would your mind think to yourself? And that was his only stat. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, if you're if you're stat track and you're going, oh, hell, that's a pretty damn good day. Perfect passer rating, and you're preseason game one, so you're only getting maybe like two, max three drives, and usually you only get two if you have a good day, so uh, even sometimes one. So I'd say that was uh, on, the, on paper in terms of like, numbers that's a good day mm-hmm. i i would say but 
as I am going to lead in, and I know you're leading into this, stat trackers, I'm this is a PSA for all of you. Context is key if you're trying to evaluate how a day went. And then this is this isn't detracting from a said performance because that's not what I'm trying to get at. But if we're waiting to see improvements that we've talked about on the show from a certain player, Justin Fields, yesterday I thought was more of a better statement for his supporting cast and the line than him. So what's with the hype from yesterday? Yes. See? Yes. And this is this is why. Because very first play of the freaking game, I loved it. I formation play action to the fullback behind the line of scrimmage, and he got, I can't remember, like seven, eight yards or something like that. And I was like, that's mm -hmm. as simple and stupid as that looks. I was like, perfect. That is a perfect opening play call. It works. Loved it. And then they throw a tunnel screen to DJ Moore. And the lineman blocked it beautifully. DJ Moore is fast. And this, and I want to make this clear. My negative comments were not about DJ Moore. Love him. I was like, this is a great receiver. He's going to do great things. He was super fast. Did his move. Boom. But what did Twitter do? And these experts at ESPN and Fox and these podcasts, what did they say? DJ Moore, touchdown. They didn't talk about the blocking from the old lineman. They didn't talk I about know. the blocking from the receivers. And I said, give DJ Moore credit. And that's all my 15-minute rant. I said, absolutely give him credit because you don't make that touchdown without that speed. But nobody talked about the blocking. Would last year's lineman block that hard? Maybe not. Would the wide receivers last year block that hard? Maybe not. And then the other thing that pissed me off was, give Justin Fields playmakers and look what happens. And I went, what do you mean? All he did was churn and throw it to the side. I said, I can do that. I do it in practice. I could do that. That's where that's what triggered me right then and there. I was like, that, I see what you're saying. Now I will be a slight devil's advocate because DJ Moore has pretty freakish open field skills. Now, 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 before I go even further though, because then you can counter, well, wait a minute. If you look at that screenplay, the line, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was more impressed at look at the receivers blocking, look at the downfield blocking. Like he had an alley that was, mm -hmm. I would say, two yards apart from both shoulder pad to just cruise. And that, like, that's not even like a yard after the catch skill, which he is known for. That's just really good fundamental football being played on that play. The Herbert one was more impressive as an athletic play. I'll, I'll say that. The first screen pass for a TD, that was straight up gorgeous fundamentals mm -hmm. at work. And I was like, holy, holy, part I don't care if you, I don't know if you like do the French, you can bleep this, I imagine, but holy shit. I was like, oh no, be yourself. Wow, look at, if you look at that fucking block. If you want to do rap bombs and whatever, I let people well, be go. themselves. But that's the thing. That's how I felt in the moment. Holy shit, look at this fucking blocking. Mm -hmm. that, that, is, that was impeccable that for, was, that, for that play. Like you see Jenkins going downfield, blowing people yes. up like you expect to. Uh, I, I think I saw Whitehair getting down there later on in the second level receivers getting their blocks and that was the main thing like with a good screen pass like that like a quick like jet screen like you do with that it takes time you have to get good timing the throw's got to be quick but the timing part is crucial because the blocks have to be sealed at the beginning of the play even before the pass is hit you have to have your yeah. guy and you have to have to face your ass away from the play from the play and get him on the outside or better lock him up yeah they that said was a perfect it's perfect. They sent every lineman. It was a tunnel screen. Every lineman was running. Every lineman was running downfield. And so I see what people are saying, and I understand what they were saying. Again, I take nothing from DJ Moore. It does. It's not a touchdown if it wasn't DJ Moore, probably. Mm -hmm. And and I understood it. I understood what people are saying. Give him playmakers. But then when you listen to the podcast, they were like, "Oh my God, Justin Fields did great. He got it to DJ Moore." And so my argument was. If he was three for three for 129 yards and one pass was a 20-yard post right in between over the guy's hands where nobody else could catch it, then later on does a rollout, throws it through a window in for a touchdown, something like that, and then you say all that stuff, I would have sat there and been like, awesome. He has proven me wrong. He's here. It's great. He already looks better. It was just the way the tweets were happening it was all about Justin Fields. They didn't give DJ Moore all the credit. They started to be more about him. Then for Khalil Herbert, it was, well, did you see how good Justin Fields was? Get him the ball. And I'm like, I'm more impressed about 
the two linemen running down blocking and what Khalil I Herbert know. did. Like I'm more, I know. And guess what? Some of those linemen were there last year. Khalil Herbert mm-hmm. was there last year. And they're not they weren't talked about. It was all Justin Fields. And so it just becomes it, it just becomes back to the media thing of they want him to be so good. They want him to be this elevated person. I don't understand why, but they do. And then I listened to that podcast, and, it, and I was hoping, I was hoping they would just sit there and say, but did you see the blocking? Did you see this? No, it was just, they go listen to it. They got, Justin Fields got him the ball. He is him. He's arrived. And that's when I was like, yeah, that that's where I'm going to put pause. Actually, I got to give praise because I do I do kind of go around the horn with read ups, just different Bears media write ups and how they kind of view the game. Uh, I thought Bears Wire, which I believe is like USA Today's like sports section, I thought they had the most level headed takes on this game, where it's like really good, like similar stuff I were talking read up, where I'm like, hey, I agree with you. Like offense in terms of skill players balled out. But you can't read too much into three screen passes. Yes. Like, you can't. Like, here's the thing. We're talking about, and this is the Justin Fields combo that is going to dominate until we get, like, probably a third away the season. We'll know what's going on, I think. With, with this unit, unless there's, like, devastating injuries across the board, you should know by, by like, probably week four or five what we're going to get mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah. And so, you know, Fields, you didn't see anything that I would say was stuff we're looking for. Like, can he evade the pocket? Yeah, we know that. He's extremely mobile and he can run. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that Cleo Herbert screen, if if Herbert's not there, I know he's going to run the ball. Like, mm-hmm. he was going to run the ball. He broke the he broke out of the pocket, was already beating defenders on the edge. If Herbert's not there, he leaves the pocket. Now, Herbert was there. Um, also, thank you for reminding me this on X unintentionally, but... I was with some other people thinking that that was actually an illegal pass or an illegal man downfield, but it's a screenplay behind the line of scrimmage, uh-huh. which means there was no forward pass technically completed. So I'm like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> like it's all, it's boomerang. It's all coming back to you. Right. So, uh, break, breaks the pocket. I didn't see there. He didn't have any intermediate passes or timing passes, which is what we're looking for. Um, we didn't have any long drives to break now credit. Some folks, I'll get it, you know, touchdowns are a more important part. I'm just saying, like, if we're analyzing items and also the fact that it's it's effing preseason and that mm-hmm. the Titans, much like the Bears, were probably sitting – I couldn't fully tell because I don't know the Titans roster well enough. But my guess is you had some starters on that defense chilling out there yeah. and sitting, yeah. and they're not playing to full. They're not going to go all out on a useless game. Right. So – I, I get it. Like I, this is the time of year I hate hype. Like th- this is the time of year hype is used on all thirty-two teams. You can find some way to argue to somebody on a fan base yep. that your team's going to be the best goddamn team in the NFL. Uh-huh. Like even the worst effing teams, like the Titan, like the Texans, which yeah, you can, you know they are still pretty bad. They still have thing- ways to go. But dude, C.J. Stroud, he's the ne- he's the next godsend in the NFL. Yep. That, that was another thing this offseason. CJ's going to elevate this team. And credit, it's still way too early. But, like, this is the era of sports conversation we live in, and mm-hmm. I hate it. Until we get into regular season, I despise the offseason because of how people try to hype you up as a fan just to potentially maybe give you a letdown, yep. especially for teams that are the tweeners or the ones that are, you know are not playoff caliber. Yep. And I wish I was like them because I watch those podcast stuff. They get the thousand views, and I'm like, oh my god, maybe if I was on the Justin Field bandwagon, this would take off. I don't care. Like, if I would have hopped on there to listen, and all they said was, hey, we can't really evaluate him. He threw some screens, but guess what? Like, that's what they're going to do the first preseason game when we get to preseason game number three. If they start to open it up, we'll get to really see. You know, maybe they don't want to show too much because it's the Packers week one. If they would have said that, I would have watched the whole episode. I would have kicked back and been like, let's talk about the blocking. Let's talk about the wide receivers. Let's talk about the backup linemen. Let's talk about the defense. You know, all that stuff. Let's talk about that. But no, it was all focused on he's here. I mean, and I'm like, I mean, if anything, th- those those long screen pass touchdowns took away us actually seeing maybe some of the development because a lot of this, a lot of this stuff I've been hearing from camp as of late was like, oh hey, you know, uh, Chase Claypool's been killing it on one-on-one drills, and you know he's been beating defenders on one-on-ones. Like I wanted to see if he had developed a little bit more chemistry than last year, 
and they were going to use him more than just a deep ball threat. Um, how was Darnell Mooney look, you know, mm-hmm. in this three receiver set? You know, we didn't get to see that. Obviously, I think we might get maybe a series against the Colts because that'll be the last time after that. Mm-hmm. You know, week three is going to be the everyone else gets to play and we're that's all we're focusing on is seeing what our roster's got. Right, right. Beyond, beyond that, that's it. You know, this is the last chance you're going to see anything and I guess try to, you know, hype up or uh, kind of get what you might be paying for week one is next week in Indianapolis. Yeah, and the same podcast people have been at training camp and things. I, I try to read. I try to read it all. They said something about they don't practice. So far in team stuff, him throwing the deep ball has not happened as much as they would like. So that's why I was very curious to see, okay, why? That's what the report was, is like they do throw the deep ball sometimes, but they're not throwing it as deep as maybe they should because of who they have. Right. But maybe this is – and then I then after I put that episode out there, I sat down, I put Moneyball on for some reason. I was like, this is one of my favorite movies. I'm putting this movie on. And I started to think about it, and I go, but what if this is the Bears stuff? What if they're just really good at screens now? Like, maybe this is their game. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, positively, I'm glad we have DJ Moore because that was electric. You know, I'm glad oh, yeah. once we see what Cl- Chase Cl- Claypool can do, it'll be fun. You saw Cleo Herbert, we already knew, could catch a ball and do some things. You know, mm-hmm. I thought the O-line, because we we're moving to positive land now. Like, there was a, a toss crack thing, and um, Wright, the new lineman, he was out there trying to block two people at one time. So it's, <laughs> from the offensive line perspective and the backup lineman, I thought, you know, yeah, the run game, it'll get better. I thought the offensive line was playing harder. I thought the receivers were running pretty hard. I thought... You know, from that, from a first preseason game, from the offensive side, then we get to defensive side, because defensive side I thought was fun, besides a couple things. I thought they were just playing harder, besides that. Like, I, I moved on from the negative part to positive land, and I was like, yeah, but look at the linemen. They were playing a little bit better. Kramer was out there. He started to look a little better. That would be a great backup center, if not maybe the starting center, because he got bigger. He was, you know, doing some good things. I was trying to watch it, but yeah. Besides that, I, heard, I see the way I, the way I interpret it, just kind of reading around from what I've seen, and some of the highlights, just kind of gathering pieces and bits. Um, which I think this is the game that convinced me I'm also going to pick up NFL Plus because my work schedule. Just little personal note, um, my schedule is wild, and I am basing that I will not be able to watch games uh, on a regular basis. Find so, a new uh, job. Replays, replays will be a, yeah. Find a new job. Re- <laughs> You know, don't don't tempt me that like that. I got to look around. I got to get back on the market. Hey, do you let me have my Sundays off? Perfect. You are the best job ever. I don't care how you treat me at work. I get to go on a weekend and sip some back. Yeah, my local Bears bar, which there's one in Arizona that I got to go visit. It's in my neighborhood. I have to go and check it out. I'll give you a full review next Bear Down show, but no matter what, you can find one. Tweet Brian Urlacher and tell him to show up because he lives in Arizona too. Oh yeah, I should. We have a special show, one on one. So yeah, I got to do that. But lineman wise, um, I thought it was. I thought overall pretty good performances. I didn't see anything that was really, I think, stuck out that I found poor. Like I said, I love the DJ Moore blocks. I thought that. Uh, I, I thought honestly, the starting five did a pretty decent mm-hmm. job, all things considered. Yep. Um, I did. This is more reading material and trying to kind of eyeball it from reading material. Um, there's a lot of praise around the Bears community for Alex Leatherwood's performance at guard, um, which, I mean, that was a big move was he was kind of moving inside to adjust his his game, and I think that's paying off from the mm-hmm. looks of it. So I like to hear that, good reserves at least. So uh, much better place we are at the beginning of the season, lineman-wise, it feels, than last year, which, again, if we're talking Justin Fields' development, like, hey, we're not just going to say like, oh, it's everything Justin Fields. We know it's not supposed to be all Justin Fields. There were things that need to be fixed last year. But now, I'd say everything on the offense should be in the right place to deliver the best possible outcome. And I'm very confident in this squad with all those pieces being there that I shouldn't have to worry as much about the it's O-line like, line it's like and this everything shit. like that. It's this shit right here that pisses me I know. off. I, I know it is. I know. I read that same tweet or post they call them posts now it's annoying i read the same post too that's why a good i hate to be like sounding elitist here i really do 
because that's not how I want to be with talking football. But a, a football fan that wants to be more educated about the game, or sorry, they want to at least understand the game more and how you read into stats and how you understand how a performance is. You know, that's what you need to do. Now, the QBR rating, I don't know. That's a little skewed because, I mean, look, as long as he delivered those screen passes accurately and on the dot and that they weren't some disadvantage to receiver, like, yeah, he's three for three, 158-3, because there was no flaws. Like, the only flaw I saw was someone nitpicking the DJ Moore pass that was slightly down and I think to his left or right. It was one or the other. I didn't even, was it. I didn't even do that. No, I, I didn't even know that was. I, I looked at the pass again. I'm like, dude, if you picked on that, then it wasn't that. That nitpick was lame. If it was a nitpick, you know, like it's you have a more credible argument nitpicking the coverage of you the act, said passing stats. You actually <laughs> you want know? it like that because if it's too high and they get hit, then you're exposing their ribs. Actually, mm-hmm. so boom, right, right. <laughs> so offensive wise, I was I was chill. I, I liked it. Uh, PJ Walker throwing a pick in his day. I mean. I don't know. I've heard I've heard Campy hasn't had too ple- too pleasant of a camp, which sucks because I was pretty high on Walker coming in, and this is just yeah. my spring football bias. I liked what he did in Carolina. Yes. So yes. kind of unfortunate it's not been a good camp for him, but you got a few more games. You know he's going to get more reps. Um, bad performances like that, they're going to throw him back in because, I mean, yeah, he's probably the number two, but, I mean, do you really want to – have to think about this more with Nathan Peterman being your number two. Like, do you really want to open that conversation up? Mm, no, I, I would yeah. say give him more film time, see if PJ gets calmed down a little bit and gets a little more in sync with the guys he's going to possibly play with. And game three, you'll tell that too, because you'll get starting some starting receivers out there. You know, some of the, the starting linemen you'll get out there too. So you'll get more of a feel. Maybe you get some reps of Herbert or Deontay Foreman. Mm-hmm. But like, that was one, that was the only offensive piece that I'm sitting there going, Ugh, not a fan of that, but I mean, starting offense did its job and the Bears defense, all phases of defense, I would say, post the starters, all the backups yeah. had a really solid day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, starting D wasn't so great, but there were guys sitting, but like all the backups, once they filled in second wave, it's a completely different team. Yeah. I mean, more positive to the defense. It seemed like they were trying to settle in at the beginning and then as it went along and, and you know, not all the starters were playing and, and it just, I didn't think they looked that bad. It was just some of the coverage breakdown. So it just like they were trying to settle in, but what they had right. eight sacks. That was the big thing I took away. You looked at the backups. That was massive. You look at the backups, even the guys that would started the game, you know, they may not be the quote unquote starters when we get into the season. One thing I noticed was how the defensive line, which was the big question mark. I know it's preseason, but we got to take the good that we can they looked like they looked more aggressive, and there was more technique used. Did you see every time a tackle was going on? They you saw a fist coming in to punch that ball out. Like oh yeah, they oh, looked, yeah. There was glimpses of old school Bears defense in there, like how they rallied to the football, how the defensive line actually got pressure on the quarterback. They made him move a lot. There was times they didn't because they're dropping back into coverage and not blitzing, but when they stunned it up front. They used good bull rush techniques. They got the quarterback to move, which we didn't see last year. You know, they were ranked pretty low in sacks, and they were ranked low in getting the – I guess it would be the hurry-up type of stat, I guess. I thought that looked fantastic, even with backups. I was like, oh, he's got them playing tough, which is what we need. And Eberflus being ranked 32 NFL head coach, I laughed at especially That is a very – that was weird. One of those rankings came out that way, and – I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I really, I, I really don't get. Like, I, I think you have a better case to argue that Brandon Staley is a worse head yes, coach than yes. Matt Eberflus, and he's been getting a lot of flack lately. Like, he's on the hot seat, I think, to start the year because they're like, dude, dude you have a loaded roster. You should not be disappointing every year like mm-hmm. you have been. You know, so please so, cry me a river. There's no way you can put Matt's not thirty second. No. He's, he might be he might be bland. I think he's a bland coach in terms of personality, but that's not a bad thing. You need a guy that's a stable rock, and that's all he's been in his career, like defensive coordinator or head, head coach mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, He just stabilizes. It's just about like, hey, the culture better work. Like We need to get people thinking in the same wavelength. Yeah, which you is know, fine. No like, individual, not as much individuality. It's more cohesive team. Yeah, like that's what the Bears needed. They needed a 
they needed a this is the standard type of guy and I think that's what they got and like I said when they hired him I wasn't mad about it I was indifferent just because he's never been a head coach indifferent about it and that's why I didn't like that but anyway that defense even backups I was like oh they're playing way tougher and has way more energy for a preseason game than what you thought they would so like they are so after my negative stuff with Justin Fields I sat back and thought about that and I can't wait for the all 22 film to come out so I could go back and look at it if I have time um, so far, they just have the 30-second replay, or the 30-minute, sorry. And I thought they played tough. I love the defensive line, how aggressive they were. They were going after the football. They ate sacks. They had, what, two turnovers, something like that. And I think there was four turnovers total in the game, four or five combined. Yeah, honestly, that was, one of the, that was one of the saving graces of the starting unit. Second drive was uh, – they did get a pick, or I think it was a pick or a fumble off Will Levis because they were doing rotating uh, drives for Malik Henry and Will Levis mm-hmm. or Malik Willis. <laughs> I'm mixing. I keep thinking Derek Henry when I'm talking about Malik, but uh, also because I have a long story short, Arena Football League I cover one of the co- one of the QBs names is Malik Henry, so it's just real easy to just transition into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last chance UQB, if that sounds yep. familiar to anybody, yep. by the way. Um, but anyhow, uh, they were rotating that. And so that was one of the saving graces. His second offensive drive, they get a turnover. And then the next drive after that, it's a botched, it's a botched catch for a pick mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the opponent, in their own territory. So, yeah, I mean, that, those are, sa- those are saving graces first half. So good. Um, it's too bad if we're talking turnovers that bears te- that the bears did some of the youngsters or guys that I think are fighting for spots did have these um specifically valus jones that one was i think that's most people's bears comment is besides like talking and praising the offense and like this bear in the sack numbers is that this is starting to feel like this is valus jones's last stand in terms of trying to say hey i still am this is my specialty well i don't know the luster kind of wore off a lot last year and again he made the one main play from that contest is a poorly timed punt return where doesn't even look like he wants to aggressively get it. He, he does what he, he does, like the ding, the, the dangle arms and yep. tries to kind of like, you know, see if he can get it on the last second, maybe fool somebody and it complete botch. Like it was a complete botch. And, you know, he's competing with Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott had a fumble his own on a, a reception, but you know, punt return. If you're trying to find a place on the team like that, you know, and Jones is already buried on the receiver depth chart. It's just not looking too good. No. There. And I have a bad feeling he's not going to last through the preseason if this keeps happening or practice squad. Like, hey, you're <laughs> – see ya. He wasn't bad on the kickoff return. It's the freaking punt returns that's – Right. I mean, I don't mind if you switch it up. Like, if you want – if you find a way to make it work where, like, you put Jones on the kickoff return – and then maybe Scott pans out, and you put Tyler Scott on punt return because Tyler Scott's a speed speedster. He's got to be used. I the amount these this pure raw speed and quickness. As long as he does enough in camp, you should keep him on the roster and figure out what you want to do with him. Right, because that's a special talent there for that. And if he's okay with if he's good enough at punt returns, keep him there. Maybe keep Valus on kick returns, but like you can't just keep seeing the same errors happen. No. I, that was the problem he had last year is he would take risks or wasn't securing kicks or punts. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got pulled the first time. Yeah. Later got put back in, but he got pulled for a few weeks because he was careless. I, I was kind of shocked to see him back out there. I was like, oh, he must be right. doing he must be doing good. And then boom. I was like, uh, uh, well, we've seen that before. You know, and you've got other guys that could return kick punts. Like, there's got to be somebody else sure. other than him. Uh, but, yeah, keep him on kick return. Because he was on KO or uh, KOR. Looked pretty good to me. And, yeah. And that's the thing. When he does have the ball on a punt return, kick return, he can make something happen. That's the sad thing. But, like, if you can't freaking catch it, you are not realizing that you should probably fair catch this and not try to take a risk. Like there's an issue, well, but just, yeah, just pick your battles. Like, don't you can't. It doesn't work often enough where you can have a last minute choice like that work out. It doesn't usually. You're usually you're better off just letting it bounce, or you're better off, you know, committing fully to getting it 
you know, and that's about it. Or last minute you pull away. Don't, don't last minute choose to catch it unless you, it's a good enough bounce off the turf and you feel like you have enough distance to run up on it and do something. Right. But even then I don't, I don't approve of those type of punt returns because if that thing bounces, it goes to you and you're like, I'm going to get it. And the point of the ball hits your chest and you can't grab it. That thing's bouncing right back at the defender. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather you not take those risks. Like if you're making, especially if you're making a roster spot, just prove that you can secure the ball confidently. Mm -hmm. That's all they want to see. They just want to like, look, you got pressure in your face. It's not just bears coaches throwing those big, you see the practice video where they're throwing like these big, like uh, bouncy balls. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it, like these ain't bouncy balls that roll slow. These are real people with muscular tissue and bone that will smash into you. The first sign that they see you touch a football, like yeah. they're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be curious to see if he gets another crack at it in the next game. But if he does, I guarantee you that's probably the last one. And we may not see him week one. It might be. It I'm might having be a vibe that we might not. Uh, and the other factor too is like, look, you have a guy like that. That's not, I would say, getting the hang of what he needs to do to stay on this roster. I hate to even bring this up because I don't like it in this sense, but he also is behind. He's also behind the curveball age-wise too. Yeah, you know, and the Bears knew that when they picked him up. But if he's not contributing right away like that, and you have a young guy like Scott who is fresh out of college, you know, or someone else yes. that is yeah, on there might. like Cleo Herbert who was taking kick returns last year, I don't. I don't recommend that because I don't want my running back getting beaten up more. But I mean, if you got a good running back, then take the kicks and Scott takes the punts. Where's Valus fit on this offense right? or in the special teams? And the answer is not too many places for a smaller guy like that. Right. That is already way behind in the depth chart, by the way. Scott might be the best choice because that guy's fast. I mean, dude, it's dude. The speed alone, like the USFL had their draft last year. And someone picked him up and I went, that guy, I, I was, the, that was the most confident I was in that someone's not going to the USFL. I was like, that dude's raw speed. There's no way come draft night. He's, he is an undrafted free agent. That man's getting picked up mm-hmm. maybe mid to late rounds, which got picked up midish late rounds. Like fifth, I think it was, if I remember fifth round pick. So, you know, he was there and I, I fully agree on that decision. I, I, if it's a speedster and he's got good enough hands, no Darius Hayward Bay type of stuff like uh, the Raiders back in the day, <laughs> then yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Like seriously, I'm good with speed. Just make sure you secure the ball, which that's the only not that's the main thing I knock on Tyler Scott. It's like, hey, I want you involved, but dude, you need to take. Like, you might have a small frame, but you you can't let that pop out. No, you know, no, you can't do that. No, that um, also applies for your punt return skills too, because you once you get that ball and running, you better hold that thing into your into your purse really nice. Hey, at least we still have a kicker, though. Kicker looked good. We do? Never have to worry about the... Oh, did you see the video of uh, our old head coach throwing a ball because they were playing the game of they could hit oh, the man, goal man, post? Oh, man, Yeah. And he hit the goal post, and Patrick Mahomes didn't. And the tweet was, this isn't the first time Nagy's seen a doink off the Some, goal post. Something <laughs> about doinks off the goal post and Matt Nagy. It, I, it, it I, combines so well. I saw that tweet, and I was like, too soon. Too soon. Still don't talk about it. <laughs> I know. Because we wouldn't be in the situation if it wasn't for that doink. It might be something else. <laughs> I could, God. The, the everlasting legacy. He'll never let that one down. Although this will be this year, if you're talking teams like and their intertwined legacies, um, I am kind of curious, like, because Nagy, you know, first full year, he's going to get calling offense there in kansas city i mean to an extent i know andy reed's still going to be your overseer he'll take it over if he senses trouble but like there's no eric Bieniemy there and you see how eric Bieniemy's uh handling things over in washington or how ron rivera feels like that's going yeah. so I, I something was... i've been focusing on because like as soon as that comment came out i was like oh some guys go to eric some don't i'm like wait what are you talking about are you saying there's clicks in your team at the podium <laughs> Yeah, I, excuse me. <laughs> the whole Eric Bieniemy thing, like people are like, why doesn't he get a job? And I'm like, well, maybe because he's not the full play caller. Is there a reason why Andy Reid has a play well, sheet well, in that, front of him? Well, that doesn't help. Like if you're hearing like, oh, uh, my own offensive coordinator is only having guys report to him for some reason. 
Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know? Well, they're saying he's too, he's too tough on them, apparently, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But maybe he is. But, I mean, he had a good answer at the podium when they asked him about it. They straight up asked him, and he had a good, he had a good answer. I mean, he does things differently. But, like, if you watch – have you watched the quarterback thing on Netflix? I, I, that is – I need to find more time in my day. I really it's good. Do. It's good. And you kind of see of insight to practice. Andy Reid doesn't seem like that type of person, so I don't know where this guy learned it from. I'm not saying Andy Reid is soft, but, like, that's not the vibe I get. And people love Andy Reid, so I don't know. Where, I, who knows? You know, we live, know. we live in a world where they try to get people in trouble. They try to get them canceled and all this stuff. And who knows? But, I mean, the fact that Rivera and him so far are not on the same page is like, then why'd you hire him? That's going to be the question. Is And I think Eric Bieniemy is over there like, wait a minute. I don't have Andy Reid. I don't have Patrick Mahomes. I don't have Kelsey. I don't have – wait, what? And that's why I'm curious. Like, First of all, Matt Nagy's not the full-time play caller. We we know this. We know this. People in football get these titles – to help them get jobs. I know that happens in college football for a fact, and I know it happens in the NFL. Now, the fact of NFL, I don't have factual evidence on that, but I have mm-hmm. connections to college coaches. I know for a fact those titles get put on there because it helps them get jobs. Like, oh, you were the offensive play caller? That's cool. Okay, then why the head coach have this play sheet in front of him? Like, if you're I, the I play know. caller, that head coach doesn't have a play sheet in front of him. Like, that's widely publicized, like, in terms of, like, Andy Reid. That's why I even put an asterisk. It's because you know if things go south, he's pulling back the leash and taking the play sheet back. Like, he, he, that's how that's how it works. It's very much like I praise him for the, you know, hey, you know, my guy's calling plays. That's how Nat, Matt Nagy got his damn job in Chicago. Yeah. It's because he let him call, da- call plays for the end of a season. Yeah. And then they went, oh, those are his plays. He's going to revolutionize the uh, – the Bears offense. And then we learned later he was just more trying to be, he was more about playing about the, you know, how it's my way or the highway later or early on. It was about, well, I'm playing cute because I want to play a cute offense. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> we know. I don't have to go over this story too many times. We both know. You well, know, like, that's how we got to here. Look at Nick Saban. Does Nick Saban have a play sheet? No, he walks around the sideline because he has coordinators. Now, do things, now if he wants something, is he going to tell them that he wants this and they have to do it? Yes. And that's what's going to happen right. with Matt Nagy. The moment something doesn't go right, you're going to see Andy Reid walk over by him to make it look like he's doing it, but he's just going to be standing there like, God, you're an idiot. Why would you call this play? <laughs> call this one. Hey, you moron. Come on. I, I, my image is on the line, his his image that's barely scratched. Although, interesting, because like that image is on the – the only image on the line like that that I can think of is – just listening to people rip Bill Belichick apart this offseason. Oh, my. Because And, Cren, look, look, I know we're on a total tangent right here, but, like, that's something I've been getting at where I'm like, I don't fully disagree with people ripping because dude deserves his flack for the way he chose staff last year to call offensive plays. Yeah. It is the deal. Yeah, but I just don't agree with what – Yes, if you're going to criticize him, like they haven't won a lot since Tom Brady left, the whole staff. Oh, I don't thing care about that. It, like any of the stuff that's discrediting the legacy, I'm like BS. Stop doing that crap. That, that's my, the- my 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 conversation's more on. Yeah, no, you can you can rip into him for yes. hiring a defensive coordinator, and a special teams coach to run your offense as co coordinators. Yes. That was a dumb move. Yes. Everyone knew it, and it did, and that's exactly what happened. It frustrated your QB and your offense. Even if Mac Jones is this like pretentious like crybaby guy that people label him as. I think there's some credence to dumb coaching hires that should be let in there when your quarterback's saying we're running simplistic plays and not being creative and being predictable. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I totally agree with you. It was the legacy thing and people talk about how he should be fired if they don't do something this year. I'm like, Oh, what? Like, again, it's the ESPN experts and quotation marks and it's the Fox sports experts. Well, they played in the NFL off F off. Like, I don't care if they play in the NFL. They're not these experts. It's that part. It's the part of his legacy and firing him. And I'm like, well, first of all, they won like eight or nine games. I wish the Bears won eight or nine games. Like, let's calm down here for a second. They're in a rebuilding thing. You think he's earned the right to not sit there and be like, well, let's fire him. You know, like, but I do agree. The whole staff thing, yeah, you could criticize him all you like. He's the greatest. 100%. He's the greatest NFL coach of all time. I don't care if people say Andy Reid, as of right now, is not better because of what Bill Belichick has done. But. 
you could reap into them. I didn't understand it. I was like, wait a minute, what? So they should be better. Bill O'Brien in there calling plays, an actual offensive guy calling plays. They should be better now. Send uh, who who called plays? Oh my god! Last well, yeah, you, you had uh, Patricia. Patricia, send him back to defense. And then you also had another failed coach in um, Judge, wasn't it? In Judge, yeah, Joe Judge. That's right. Yeah. Again, the- special teams coordinator and a defense coordinator calling offense. Again, it's pretty simple, guys. Like that instantly is those are red flags. Like while you're doing that. Sorry, red flag. I, I don't. I don't buy it. You know, <laughs> you know. And now they got Bill O'Brien, which I actually am sneakily curious how this will go. Even though I know Mac Jones has been throwing picks a lot in training camp, but like random thing is, I actually kind of like Bill O'Brien being picked up because I think mm-hmm. it makes sense. You know, one on one, make two, and mm-hmm. work together. And I, I like it. Anyway, I need to get this. I need to stop. We need to get this thing back over on the right track. The get away from the station. We're we're back on the main rail. Uh. I want to touch one more thing on defensive side, at least something that everyone I've has been talking about and reading up. And I, I, I get the big hit from Kyler Gordon made people go, whoa, that was huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a fumble. And I'm like, okay, but like, guys, it, I don't know. I, I think Kyler Gordon, we saw last year, progress is going the right way. Um, but this is where I come back to overhype and like people just trying to find something to hype. I'm like, big hits. Like maybe if it caused a fumble, but like if the tagline is Kyra Gordon had two massive hits, that's it. <laughs> like they're not like, what, what, what was the extra part of that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do get, I do get the point on the first one where it's like, uh, it was borderline a fumble. Like it looked like a fumble on uh, at one point, but then it was reversed. But I'm like, he was physical last year at times. I thought maybe I'm misreading that because that that's like one of the big taglines from the game is like Kyra Gordon's here. I'm like, He's here for getting two big hits with bad tackling form. What the hell are we talking about? Yeah. Am I, am I missing something, Steve? Or am I, no, or, or I, am I on the track here? I think overall it's just the fans want something to be excited about because we have nothing to be excited about for you know a couple years. I think that's what's happening. I think it's overcompensating. I think it's they're trying to find something to be happy about. Like certain people were tweeting, Super Bowl, the Bears are back. Now some of them I know who okay, tweeted them. You, you need to find me one of those tweets because I'm like, guys, I, I get we have a fun year, but like, come on. Well, that's Man. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Certain people that tweet them, I know for a fact they just tweet them because they're stirring the pot. That's fine. Yeah. And they're public figures in the world. And you can figure out who that is. The, they just moved to Chicago. And that's all I'll say. Like, their company just went back to Chicago. Like, they tweet it. You know it's just them. I know. Went. I know. Well, like, here, here's what I'm going to say. Like, again, USA Today's Bears Wire. I think I might have found my favorite write-ups because it seems like whoever's writing these feels a little more like understanding about the situation we're in here. Because like here's here's the part on Kyler Gordon. Everyone's written about Kyler Gordon, so like if you go to a takeaway, someone's going to put a point about Kyler Gordon and that massive hit over the middle that he had against Chris Moore. Uh-huh. It's a thirty-yard pass play. Like that was the thing I took away was okay. They gave up thirty yards on a on basically a uh, like middle like a middle level slant essentially. But the thing was, it was a massive hit. And my take and the take on it is it reads this, you know, uh, on the first place from scrimmage, women's found Willis found receiver Chris Moore for 30 yards before Gordon laid the hit stick on him. A few plays later, Willis went back to Moore where he'd hauled the ball in, but it was jostled loose by Gordon's second hit for incompletion. The bears challenged the play, but it was upheld. Regardless of the result, Gordon's new sense of physical play is a sight to see. He's shown to be a surefire tackler throughout his rookie season, but now he's looking to do he, to do more and possibly create a turnover. Perhaps this is the revitalization of, pe- of the peanut punch on the lakefront. Charles Tillman must be proud. So, so this is what I've been seeing too. Now, th- and again, I like Kyler Gordon's end of the year. I actually am trending. I've trended up a lot more since the beginning of the season on Kyler Gordon last year. I mean, you remember on this show, I was like yeah. ripping into him. Yeah. I, I was like, this dude is feeling like garbage. And credit, he did come out later in the training camp and claim that he had a concussion that was apparently part of the hindrance of his first third of the year or so. And I'll give him that slack because I don't know players' injuries off the gate. Like, I don't know that mm-hmm. unless I'm in the organization. So whatever. I'll give him that. But, like, dude, this is where, like, it kills me, like, going on, like, X or going on sites is I, I read lines like this. Perhaps this is the revitalization of the peanut punch. Hold the freaking phone, man. Like, I like I like the physicality, but, like, dude, you, 
you're jumping from second year player to Pete Charles Tillman in a preseason game. Yeah. Again, it goes back to like borderline should possibly be a hall of famer. If some voters wanted to think that way type of player. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's the thing is they're trying. God bless you. You're trying to find something to be excited about. Maybe I'm a negative Nancy, you know, and maybe it's just written the wrong way. Kind of like, the way I take the Justin Fields tweet, maybe it's more for DJ more than it is for Justin Fields, but I take the tweet a certain way. Maybe this is them just saying we, because I think it's just typed up the right way. Because if you watch the whole defense, the whole defense is punching at the ball. So maybe they're. Oh, yeah, no. I, I like the conversation on the defense's physicality, but this is where I'm just like, I, I'm trying to read between the lines of are we, are we talking serious? Or are we talking like. We like wishful thinking where it's like, oh, this is it. You know, because like Gordon's a second year player. You know, we don't see us around Brisk around Jaquan Brisker because Brisker had a damn good rookie year. He yes. was one of the he was arguably the brightest rookie on the Bears last year in terms of production and his draft stock. So like this isn't going around him because we already know he's a physical safety that can blitz and can lay the hit stick in the secondary. Gordon was the one that people were questioning for the majority of the season because of his mixed production, ended the year on a high. And it's funny, we're seeing the same kind of like, oh, I hope this guy pans out type of thing where it's like, we're almost like trying to wish into existence where we like, we see these big hits. It's like, this is it. This is, this is the replacement for the guy we've been waiting for. Like the peanut replacement, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we found that's, it. And I'm like, chill the frick out, man. Yeah. It's zero. You know? <laughs> they went zero to that's ever since last year, I started to realize we go from zero to a hundred and then a hundred to zero really, really quick. It's, mm -hmm. you know. Last year, all the excuses they made, it was from zero to 100 on the excuses, and they go backwards on the excuses and move them around. This one is, look at the quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's going to ball out. Well, where was the proof from week one? Unless you're talking – now, again, is it typed up wrong? You could say, hey, from training camp to this game, this is what we're seeing. This is why we're saying this. Cool, but you don't say that, so I'm taking it this way. This one, has Kyle Gordon in training camp? Because we're not there to watch. I would love to go watch every day. I wish that was my job. I wish I could go every day and watch it. Is he not hitting like that in practice? Maybe because it's the teammates, jackass. Maybe that's why he's not doing that. Maybe he didn't hit that hard last year and we didn't realize it. Maybe, but you could type that up. You could say last year we never saw a big hit like this and then we saw it. Like, But again, don't go from zero to 100. Now, if this is a eight, seven-year corner and he's been doing this for a long time, then you could give him the peanut Tillman thing. Like, oh, yeah, he, he gets fumbles, he does this. It's And again, I, I – I think it's almost, I almost look at it as like a reflection of like to a degree, like how, how people view Justin Fields because Gordon remember last year, who who's the highest drafted bears player from last year's draft? Who, who was it, Steve? Last year. Yeah. Was it Tevin Jenkins? Uh, no, Jenkins has been around longer than last year. I thought last year. Kyle Gordon. Year. Oh yeah. Kyle Gordon. Sorry, I drew a blank. Don't put me on the spot like I that. Say, I, that was I start two, sweating. That was two years. That was two years prior. No, no. That, just think about this. I still think it's twenty twenty. That's why. I, I know. I know what you're. It's good. It's good. But look, I don't know. I just see kind of a pattern. You know, highest drafted player and all that. And I get. And if you're a fan, yeah, you want your players to pan out. I want players to succeed. My thing is, don't force me to have an opinion. Like this is where this is why I feel like everyone pushes you towards is like. Do not force me to have an opinion that this is already happening. Like, I yes, shouldn't be yep. having the consensus of Bears folks on social media say, you need to believe this, otherwise you you just hate to hate it, or you just don't you you just don't believe in our players. Like, no, no, no. I, I can look at film mm -hmm. and all that. You know, and so if I read up and I watch the film after reading up that, you know, these big hits were a key part of the day, I'm like, yeah, it was good, you know, good pass breakup and all that, but you know, what I'm still going to hit on is your secondary gave up a 30 yard pass on a slant route. And it's, and then it wasn't his, it wasn't his guy. He came across the field and had a good hit in terms of pop. It wasn't a great tackle. It was a good positive hit, but I'm taking more away. The fact that you gave up a 30 yard pass play, you know, like I, I, the hit stick hits are great for highlight reels. They're not great. If you're giving up 30, 40 yard passes and losing on possessions. So that's kind of what I wanted to put at. It's like, love the hit, Kyler. I really do. But damn, guys, we really are putting that much stock in a 30-yard pass play being given up? Like, did we miss the context here? Am I missing the context? 
in this. Again, we're they're 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 trying to find things to be happy about, no matter what, and that's that's why. I, and maybe this is overthinking it. Obviously, I can't watch the news because everything's political. Sports. Oh, dude. Hey, you know where I? I've told you where I work. You you know damn well. I only well, get that's why I only I, get one side of the coin. I have to fight for the other side. So well, uh, that's why I'm not going to say one side of it. But like that's why I can't watch ESPN anymore unless it's a game. Like if a game is on ESPN, I watch. I cannot watch Sports Center anymore. I cannot watch any debate shows anymore. I just can't because of this stuff, this type of stuff, and that's why I can't read certain things. And it's it's peeled over into some podcasts like some podcast shows and I just can't do it no more. But like, yeah, I, I, I mean, bears, you know, bears fandom ever since 2018, 2019 has been very hard to deal with because stuff like this, you know, and on my rant for 15 minutes, I said, people don't know how to watch film. They don't understand the big concept of it, which I don't expect people to, because they're fans. If they're just fans and they're watching it, they're going to have those takes. I'm a football coach, so I look at it from a different viewpoint than people. And that's why, like, I want to get the all 2022 film before I say anything. I want to go back and watch the highlights and just be like, yeah, that hit's awesome. Give him credit for the hit. But don't sit there and say, well, he's arrived and he's Peanut Tillman. Week eight, he continues that, to do this. I think this. that's the main thing that got me stuck where someone – I've seen – it's not just that piece. Like, I've seen it around where it's like a few other pieces of like, oh, yeah, Peanut, peanut Punch. You know, yeah. the peanut punch is being referenced. I'm like, man, we really, you're really digging there for that peanut punch refer- <laughs> reference. Again, like I see it. Bears corner hits hard. I didn't see anything that made me like think peanut punch though, or like, yeah, I this don't... is a Charles Tillman archetype. Like, wait a minute now. The announcers you know? will do that. When they see bears punching it out, they go, oh, they're trying to rape. That's one thing when an announcer goes. Oh, right. Oh. And, and this is around the NFL. Like, honestly, just for the fact that that has spread and it's called the peanut punch. And yeah. like a, in wide NFL circles, like that alone is the argument. I'm like, look, this is a player that changed that changed a piece of the game. That's a Hall of Fame talent in my eyes. I know it's more borderline. Some folks like I think of Deion Sanders. I could see Deion being like, uh, are we really just giving up participation Hall of Fame awards if Charles was picked? I'd be like, no, BS. He he changed the game for corners. Mm-hmm. I, they weren't calling it a peanut punch during Deion's era. I know Deion was a damn good corner, arguably the best to ever play it, but like. They weren't calling it the effing peanut punch. Charles Tillman made the peanut punch. Right. He was the one that defined that turnover style and is what is practiced as a normal thing for good defensive principle anymore. Yeah. If you have an aim at the ball, especially gang tackles, if you have an aim at the ball and someone's getting that initial one, punch that sucker. You know? Yeah. Get some good contact on that bad boy. Which, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a, we're talking like a guy that should be Hall of Fame quality or like in that conversation someday if they get a chance, but that's where I'm like, chill out. Man. Right. Like, don't reference that. Say, I, I, I agree with you. If he's physical, I'm like, yeah, I want that physicality, but like, don't hype me up that much. Yeah. Like that. That's a little nuts. Right. So. Nope. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. But that's where bears writers and, and, and fandom are. And, you know, maybe the bears wire is the best place to get it, but we're never going to have a perfect. None of them are perfect, but I, I think that's the one, if I'm going to, at least kind of sit down and kind of like con- con- combine my thoughts on the, on the week or like what's ahead. They seem to have the best, like, okay, let's play some devil's advocate and not just go. This is all possible type of scenario where it's like, it's all best case. Cause like, that's not how the NFL works. Okay. Right. Like you're never going to get the perfect best case. You right. know, you, you might have a surprise season. I think the bears are in the candidate for being that surprise team this year. I'll give it that. I think there's a shot for that. But like, you still got temper expectations until you hit the field. Come yes. second week of September, like that's, that's where we're at right now. That's my issue. Is remember where we were last year? Like we, I we, mean, shit, man. We won. We won against the the 49ers. Every does anyone remember that we beat the 49ers week one? Even if with was with Trey Lance, like we did get a win against an NFC Championship team week one and everyone thought this was the this was it we're going to be the upset favor of the year and then look what happened with the roster that was considered garbage by the end of the season justin fields doesn't have good weapons he, he gets uh. he's, it's all disservice type of stuff like i really could whip that out and be like guys guys this is why we need to chill the hell out 
before we just jump in to the pool, you know? And it's preseason. And it's preseason. <laughs> it's week one of preseason. And we're complaining for an hour. Like, this is, that's why. Again, I thought I asked you about talking about this. Now, if we didn't, it was fine because it's preseason. You're busy. I'm going back to work. Didn't bother me. Then I saw like, shoot, tweet. dude, we didn't even, like, here's the other, like, if you want me to even have a different conversation that I think isn't being talked enough, and I know the Bears, you can't even have an equal one because the Bears rested starters to a degree. Titans didn't even play their first team offense. Yes. They didn't. I know. So Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill. No, Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Yes. But you know what? If they want to be excited, like, that's the whole thing. There's no D-hop? There's no, (laughs) no. And that's the thing. People, they're like, oh, well, I'm just a fan. I'm excited. I'm going to tweet things. If you don't like it, don't look at it. I fully get that. It's just when I see a hundred of them or 200 of them, and it's these stupid takes, and it's like, hold on a second. I'm glad you and I can have these cleansing convos because uh, you and I go through very similar things about when I when I scroll through and try and follow guys that I, I do want to follow for takes, but then I go, Jesus, man, like I almost want to see how like out there we're talking or how I would say the organization does no wrong type of take where it's like, even if this looks bad, I can spin this in the Bears' favor. Yeah, there's you know, there's a guy works for NFL, has a podcast. He's a Bears fan. He is insufferable because it's Justin Fields is my quarterback, and you guys don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I want to follow you guys because you're Bears people. Adam, I want your job because I could be a Bears fan and do it probably a bit better. That's that's the other. Then I get more mad about that because I go, I could do your job. You know what? I, I should call NFL and be like, what are you paying him? Oh, you're paying him two hundred grand. You want to pay me one hundred twenty, and I'll do the same thing. I'll save you some money. I don't know. I'm dead. Ah, yeah, fun. All right, I get if you're a passionate fan. I, I'm just saying, like, come on. You, you, if you, if you, if you're, you can be a passionate fan, or you can be like an analytical fan. There are two way, two yeah. streets. One of my here. buddies put on there. This is I wanted to argue with him, and I didn't. I didn't. I left it alone. He tweeted, or, or it was Facebook. He put on there. He said, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna find it in like six seconds." And I was so mad about it, and I don't know why. Uh, oh, we have ourselves a quarterback. Let's go! And I'm like, I put my phone down. I was like, "What?" Like I said, I really do hope game two. I know there are not going to be too many possessions, but like. I do want to see, again, it comes down to game flow, of course. I, you can't predict two long screen passes going for TDs. Still incredible. Like I said, I, those are still incredible plays. I just want to see what happens when we have to run a regular offense. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't just rely on the home run plays. Because you know that's how this works. You're going to have the good teams that are not just going to let you have the homers, you know? You gotta be able to move it down the field. Yep, like a regular that's what third, was, three down offense type of setup. So that's why to bring it full circle. If I looked at you and gave you that stat, your mind would have been like, "Oh, he had three passes for that. Yeah. One of them had to be a shot. One of them had to be a window pass, and one had to be a big play." And I, that's I, what I've moved on from that a while ago. That that type of that type of thought, like you have at that point. If I see that stat line, like you're saying, that's it. Context is then the key. I go, okay, cool. Where's the highlight package? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, but like, that's where your mind goes when you see those stats. Your mind immediately goes to, oh, it has to be one of those three to five things. Then you looked at. I never would have said screens. Then you watch the film and you go, oh, wait a minute, screen, uh, screen, screen, and a fullback throw that got about eight yards. Okay, now am I? I didn't want to hate on Justin Fields. I'm not hating for yesterday. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing to hate on him for. There's nothing to hype him up for either. So that's why I'm like, I have the same thought of Justin Fields as I did coming into the game because nothing was proven. The only thing I took from it, from that stuff is, I love Cleo Herbert and pass routes. That's why I wish they would have done more with him last year. Yes. And DJ Moore is going to be electric. That's about it. And I'm like, that's all I knew. Oh, and the lineman can go run screens. Now you know in a certain situation you can run that tunnel screen and you have the lineman to go do it, which is fantastic because last year we couldn't really say that. 
that brought us that so brought a smile to my face that that's the main thing it brought i i i'm i'm ecstatic for the fact that our line you know last year there were by the end of the year statistics were actually showing that the bears line wasn't too bad no that like if you go back to the were... if you go back to the end of last season stats they actually ended a lot of categories in the middle yeah the pff After rankings beginning of the year horribly the pff rankings i were like oh yeah the bears actually have like a top 15 line or something and it was like oh so they really aren't as that's why i got pissed off i'm like oh so, so they really aren't as bad as what people were saying like a like a wet paper towel with a bunch of toothpicks as weapons yeah you know? that's 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 why i got so mad i'm like oh so they're really not that bad what are you gonna blame now oh we're gonna blame the receivers okay oh Watching these podcasts at the beginning of the year, you said it's all their fault. And then when the season was ending, well, Justin Fields really hasn't proved himself as a passer. So that's why there are a lot of pressures on him. I'm like, oh, I was saying that week three. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's what it is. Um, but still, though, I, I do love the line presence. I love the – honestly, the lines. That was it. Like the two lines, both sides of the ball. Yeah, they were great. They Sign were- me the hell up. I mean, shoot, man, you got people come, You got people talking about uh, – that's a, before I leave. I can't leave without talking about uh, Travis Gibson, and or the fact that he, I think, is building his stock. Yes. Yep. After being buried, apparently having a terrible, like at least getting a terrible start to his camp, where they're like putting him low on the roster, oh, and he, it's like I'm re, like I'm seeing here not only his highlight reel, but like you know the fact that like even in practices now, he's, it's like it's sounding like he basically got a flame lit under him, where it's like okay. Um, am I getting disrespected for doing good work in recent yeah. years? Yeah. You know, he, he looks like a gamer and good for him. Good for him. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the offense for him, line. Zach Pickens getting a sack. I mean, like, yeah. I know there's eight sacks, but like we talked about Pickens and how I like his run stop Billy, but him getting back there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, Work yourself in two way play or two type of two type player. Yeah. All around player. Love like it. That. Loved it. Um, Good stuff. Uh, I think yeah. we covered it all. I think we got the round the round table. Yeah, we we had some positive, we had some negatives, we had some therapy sessions. We're all good. It's all fine. You yeah. know, you know, X X is just uh, can be annoying. It can, it can. But you know, you and I, we chat through it. It's all good. Yeah. Not saying that we're the end all be all. I I do not want to come off to people that tune in like, oh, these guys think that they're like these elitist types. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm just telling, we're just telling you, it's not all, you can't look at everything as a rose tinted glasses spectator. That's the, that's how it is. You know? Well, you have, you have one thing wrong. I know everything. So I just want people to know that I know. Okay. Everything. Well, I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I, I have a, I think I'm, I think I am educated enough <laughs> in the sport in terms of viewing. He's a coach, so he can always out and one up and be like, well, I actually coach football. You're just a, you're just a fan in Arizona. You don't even live in Illinois. Like. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> well, there goes all your credit. Anyway, were, were you a, were you a Cardinals fan that followed them down there years ago? Have you just not aged at all? <laughs> no, you wanted to live with Brian Urlacher and Jim Mc, and uh, and uh, McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, I mean, I'll go do that. I I go I go play golf with McMahon. If I can go find go find him. You just know? tweet at him. If he follows on Twitter. Just go find him. Actually, I, I, he probably. Given how he interacts with people, I wonder. I bet he would if, if if I found a way to creatively say, "Hey, Jim, you want to meet up at so and so course?" He probably would. Hell yes, probably would. Jim, I've got I've got a uh, I've got a original copy of the eighty of the Super Bowl twenty uh, guide at my house. You oh, want to see it? Let's yeah. go play golf. I'll show it off to you again. Yeah. It's vintage. Yeah, there you go. That's how you could do that. Screw everybody else. All right, <laughs> Zach. Thanks for coming back. This was a bear down segment. We got through everything. Uh, we'll see if we can keep this going throughout the season. Zach's very busy, but we'll, we will figure it out. We'll take a shot. We'll, I will be on here. As, if I can be on here, I will talk the week. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell you. So thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We will see you guys next time.